My name is Jonah, and I've been running from grace. I hear you've been reading about my life in the book that was written about me. I wanted to come here and pay you a visit so you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I got to tell you, it's all true. Every last word. But let me fill you in if, uh, if you don't really remember. God gave me a message. He told me to go and preach to my enemies in Nineveh. And that, that sounded like going to Berlin to preach to Hitler in 1939. Me being Jewish didn't sound like a great idea. So I went in the other direction. I met a bunch of nice sailors, but they sailed us into a storm. And, you know, long story short, they threw me overboard. But God was still watching out for me. A lot of modern people don't believe this part. You guys think you're a lot smarter today than you were back in my day. But a fish swallowed me. A big fish swallowed me up. And I got quarantined in there. I was quarantined for three days and three nights. I had to sit and think about my life. God definitely had my attention. I knew you guys would believe me on that part. So I was quarantined for three days, and I figured, I figured that was it. I figured I was lost, but God saved me again. He rescued me, even after I tried to run from him. So that leads us up to, to where we are today. Here's the poem that I wrote after God rescued me. What do you guys think of my iPhone? Well, in trouble... In deep trouble, I prayed to God. He answered me. From the belly of the grave, I cried, Help! You heard my cry. You threw me into ocean's depths, into a watery grave, with ocean waves, ocean breakers crashing over me. I said, I've been thrown away, thrown out, out of your sight. I'll never again lay eyes on your holy temple. Ocean gripped me by the throat. The ancient abyss grabbed me and held tight. My head was all tangled in seaweed at the bottom of the sea where the mountains take root. I was as far down as a body can go, and the gates were slamming shut behind me forever. Yet you pulled me up from that grave alive, O oh God. My God, when my life was slipping away, I remembered God and my prayer got through to you, made it all the way to your holy temple. Those who worship hollow gods, God frauds, walk away from their only true love. But I'm worshiping you, God, calling out in thanksgiving, and I'll do what I promised I'd do. Salvation belongs to God. Then God spoke to the fish and it vomited me up on the seashore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's been 2,500 years since I preached a sermon, but God is still speaking to me. And I wanted to share with you my story this morning because I think it's a story that a lot of you have experienced as well, or maybe you're experiencing it right now. I 
I learned after everything that I've been through, stop running from God. Stop trying to run away from God and his grace. It's, it's fruitless. It's nonsense to try to run from God. I mean, why would you try to do that? He'll find you. He'll find you every single time. God gave me an assignment. And yet I was scared. I didn't think I'd be able to do it. And I thought I had to do it on my own. So I ran away. And I ended up at the bottom of the sea. There was seaweed caught around my leg. And I thought I was done for. I thought it was it. And yet God freed me. God delivered me. God rescued me. There's a couple of different ways that I've learned people can run from God. I mean, I did it. Maybe you've done it. I tried out other gods. There's a lot of other gods that people call out to. They did it in my day and they did it today also. Up there from heaven where I live now, I can see everything that's going on. I can see your kings and your queens. I think you call them presidents and prime ministers today. I can see the way they try to grasp onto power. They think if we just get famous, if we get elected, if we've got all the power, everything will be great. Well, friends, God's still ruling and reigning. Like I said in that poem, salvation belongs to God. Or I think about, you know, the rock stars and the celebrities. They think they're free. They think they're free to do whatever they want, to sleep with whoever they want or take what other drugs they want or do anything. And that's not the way to deal with the pain and the hurt that we've all experienced. It just numbs it away. But soon enough, it wears off. And we're faced with all of our fears and all of our insecurities. And those false gods, those fraud gods, they don't do anything for us. One of, our, one of your later prophets, this was even after the Bible, he said it well. History is man's search for something other than God that will make him happy. Nothing else makes us happy except God. But it's almost too easy to pick on presidents and rock stars. You know an easier way to run from grace? It's to hide behind your religion. To hide behind your perfect attendance or your works of justice or your activism or your serving of poor, pathetic, homeless people that are so much worse off than you are. You know, those people that you look down on. It's this way that we say, salvation's from me. I can earn salvation if I'm just good enough. Well, when we start to see that we're no better than any addict, we're no better than any homeless person, we're no better than that person on the street corner, then we're starting to see how big God's grace is. We're starting to see why we wouldn't want to run away from grace, but we'd want to run toward God and toward his grace. Salvation isn't from us. Salvation is from the Lord. Some people have said that that's one of the most important verses in the Bible, and I wrote it. 
Well, God, God wrote it through me. He wanted all of us to be reminded that salvation's not from us. Salvation's not from any of those false gods. Salvation is from the Lord. And remembering that, that doesn't just get us into the kingdom when we believe that, but it helps us grow every single day into the person God wants us to be. Salvation is from the Lord. But do you know how this salvation works? Do you know how God saves you and me? It's by grace. It's by grace you have been saved through faith. I didn't do anything to deserve it. In fact, I did everything not to deserve it. I was running in the other direction. I was disobeying God. I was trying to get away from him. I thought I was running from a God that that would punish me, that was angry. And yet, I learned that I was actually running away from the greatest father that the world has ever known. But he gave me a second chance. I woke up on that beach and I was drying myself off and God spoke to me again. He gave me that same mission. Go and preach to your enemies. Tell them to repent and turn to me and find life. And I was able to do it because I didn't care anymore. Grace had transformed me. I was ready to give up my life. I was ready to do anything. And I figured if God's grace can reach me, then he can reach a bunch of other people that are trying to run from him. I'm going to let your pastors in the next couple weeks tell you about what happened when I went to Nineveh. I just want to share one more thing with you before I go. You know, up in heaven, we see what's going on. We see what's happening in our world today. A hundred thousand people from your country have died of this virus. It reminds me of the old days. It reminds me of a plague that wiped out so many. And a lot of people are crying. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are calling out to God. Some of them haven't done that in quite a while. I want to tell you that God himself is hurting with you. I can see it with my own eyes. That God is weeping with you. There's a verse in your Bible. Jesus wept. He suffers with us. He's hurting as he looks upon his beautiful world that he made. But I'm a prophet. I have to remind you of God's truth. What he thinks. What he says. There's a purpose in all of this. There's redemption around the corner. David said, With weeping comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Redemption is coming. God is doing something. Joy is coming our way. But in the meantime, don't waste it. Don't waste your quarantine. Don't waste this day. God transformed me when I was stuck, when I was in the belly of that fish, and he gave me that new mission, and I was ready. It took a storm. It took solitude. It took that time in the belly of a fish, but he changed me. He made me new. He taught me his grace. I thought I knew it. I thought I was a prophet. I thought I was a teacher. And yet I didn't know that much about God's grace. Yet he transformed me, and he taught me.
a lot of you are saying right now, I want my old world back. I want things how they used to be. My relationship was fine. My relationship with God was, was just fine. But God is inviting you to look at each day as an opportunity to go deeper with him, to learn more and go deeper in your relationship with his son, Jesus. Up in heaven, we hear every prayer. We hear the prayers for the end of the virus. We hear the prayers for jobs and finances and abilities to provide for family and their good prayers. But the most useful prayer is that God will use this time to bring us closer to Jesus. It's an opportunity to draw near to the Lord, to let him transform you, to rise early in the morning and spend time with him, to lead your family in the ways of grace, to show your neighbors and the world around you that you practice what you preach. Keep praying, but the greatest prayer is that this little view that we had of God's grace, this sort of black and white, small view, that it explodes into something beautiful, powerful, 4K, 3D, HD, all this stuff that you have today, that God's grace becomes real in your life, that it becomes the center of your life, the most important thing that guides you. God and his powerful mercy and grace that was given to me and given to you. Don't waste today. Don't pray that we can go back into the past. Just remember his grace and what he did to rescue you. Jesus, too, was stuck. Was stuck for three days and three nights. And he did that. He suffered and bled and died for a bunch of people like me who were tried to run from his grace, who tried to run away from God. That still gets me every time. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Don't do what I did. Don't try to run away from God and his grace. Run toward him. Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, thank you for the grace that you give us. Thank you that no matter where any of us are, we can run back to you. Whether we've rebelled and looked to other gods and other things to save us, whether we're hiding behind our good works, our religion, Lord, remind us again and again, Jesus is enough. You've done it all, Lord. We're swimming in an ocean of grace. May that change our hearts. May that shape our will. May that transform our minds so that we can live for you and live in gratitude each day. Your grace is enough, Lord. Amen.